What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of In These Current Times. I am your friendly neighborhood host, the Juggernauts, and let's jump right in. So today I'll be covering four topics, four hot topics that just kind of dropped overnight or from yesterday. Um, this is the second recording of the daily dosage. I'm here to just give you kind of a quick recap on the things that, hap- that happening in the world of movies. I'm going to talk about the Scarlett Johansson MCU debacle. I'm also going to talk about the alleged David Ayer Suicide Squad court. Um, talk also about Peter Safran's defense of Amber Heard regarding Aquaman 2. And lastly, I'm going to talk about the latest trailer for the ha- House of Gucci um, trailer that dropped yesterday. Alright, let's start it off with uh, Scarlett Johansson, Marvel, Disney, Squabble. So, I mean, all of you know, Black Widow dropped, um, I believe, July 9th of this month. Um, so, you know, me kind of some form of critical acclaim. I actually personally enjoyed the movie. It wasn't great, but I did enjoy it for a final send-off of the character. But then, um, so news came out of Scarlett Johansson actually filing a lawsuit against Disney for basically releasing a movie on both um, the Disney Plus streaming service and in theaters, as which was kind of in breach of the original contract of her of the movie being released exclusively to theaters because she has a huge stake in earnings from the box office returns that the movie was going to generate. Now, the thing is, you know, in situations like this, it's easy to just point at one person as the villain and, you know, and, not, and just give, no, don't give thoughts to this the situation. But um, from what we understand, the, um, Scarlett believes she's entitled to at least about $15 million as returns from the box office earnings, which obviously didn't really pan out since some of it was released on the Disney Plus um, streaming service. Now, Disney has actually fired back, um, talking about how, you know, because due to the COVID, you know, I mean, every, I mean, you have to be under a rock to know about COVID at this point in time. Due to COVID, they had to kind of restructure, and that's why they released it on both platforms. Now, it's interesting to look at this because they, they also claim to have at least still compensated her with about 20 million. Um, yeah, to credit her about, about 20 million due to the fact that released on Disney Plus. Um, is a lot of people say Scarlett is greedy. Because she must have she already earned um you know the, um, six six figures on her final send-off movie and she's clamoring for more some people believe she's been a right to demand for what was contractually has um i feel like um the way i see it is disney already announced the intention to release bo- mo- the movie on both on both um, for both the cinema and for disney plus i thought it was time for her to reach out and challenge them regarding the original contract Conversely, I feel like Disney should also have reached out to her to renegotiate the original deal. So I think both of them are partly at fault in this. Just a simple case of um, misinformation or miscommunication, rather. And that's how I see it. I don't think, um, like I said, you know, she obviously she got a good, she made good good amounts of money. Um, but like I said, it's all about a contract. Um, you can't really. T- I feel like you can't really t- fully fault Disney because. They did try to push this movie as much as possible. They pushed it by a whole year and everything. And they had to release the movie before other things dropped, like even Hawkeye, because Hawkeye had content that would spoil Black Widow. So they had to release um, the, the movie. Um, I I feel like, yeah, Corona is, you know, is a real threat. Even though back here in Nigeria, it's not um, as rampant as another part of the country, of the world. I know that in certain places, it's still, the Delta variant is kind of making waves. So I, I understand the hesitation to release it fully on in theaters. Yeah, so movies have found success in the theaters, like Godzilla vs. Kong and also The Fast and the Furious 9. But I could, I think, um, like I said, it's just a case of miscommunication. Mis- um, it's a bit, 
kind of sad that they have to end on this kind of bitter notes because you know, Black Widow is a final send off. But I really hope they can resolve it all and move on. Moving on, uh, <laughs> it's actually a funny one. So, Suicide Squad has come out. I think at least there have been reviews, early reviews have come out. And like I said, I'm really glad the this general consensus is that it's actually a very good movie. I think it had about 99% on Rotten Tomatoes and even higher scores, high scores as well on Metacritic and IMDb. So, I'm really excited. Seems like Gone has really done it again. So, of course, this has, um, I think anyone has followed the origin of Suicide Squad, that's David Ayer's Suicide Squad in 2016, knows that he wasn't, um, there were a lot of tumultuous problems and things that happened behind the scenes. Um, the theoretical court wasn't exactly what David Ayer committed to. And I think even we as audience members could tell, Suicide Squad was one of my most disappointing movies of all time because I was too hyped. The marketing was on point. The promotion was on point. It was just, the movie felt like it was impossible for it to fail. And seeing and knowing that Warner Brothers interfered a lot was kind of sad and I kind of feel bad for David Ayer on that regard. regard and that aside, um, so he came out to pen a very passionate note regarding his Ayer court that, you know, I, I wouldn't say was basically clamoring for it to see the light of day but he's obviously stoking the flames and she gave fans ahead and I doubt Warner Brothers will actually kind of bend like they did with um, Zack Snyder's Justice League and the reason is simply because now there's a supposedly superior the Suicide Squad movie that is out, so I don't think they would want to kind of show up, turn up money to try and complete an old project. Uh, I feel bad for David Ayer because I think he's actually a pretty good at director. He's done some, yeah, he has some duds like um, Bright or or Sabotage, but he has done some really good movies like End of Watch and Training Day, which I really really enjoyed. Even Fury, really good movies. And it's obvious when you watch the movie that that's not David Ayer's kind of style. It really isn't. It, it felt like they were trying desperately to copy Guardians of the Galaxy, which ironically <laughs> led to them getting the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is James Gunn, to direct the, the Suicide Squad. So it's kind of um, you know tragic situation. What do you guys think? Do you actually think David Ayer, the Ayer court, will actually get the chance of it seeing the light of day, or do you think it's a foregone conclusion? Moving on, um, Peter Safran, who is a British uh, movie producer, his company is known for producing certain movies like Suicide Squad and Aquaman, has come out to publicly defend um, Amber Heard in uh, defend her stance or defend her rights to be in the sequel, that's um, Aquaman and Lost Kingdom. Now, this is actually a very dicey subject. Um, for those that have a quick recap of the whole Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation, so Amber Heard came out some years back claiming that she was assaulted or being in a domestic um in a violent relationship with johnny depp of course this immediately led to johnny depp being cancelled um he was dropped from some of his project was dropped from the as green the world from fantastic beasts and you know it it really put a smear into and i think it was even dropped from Price of the caribbean as well yeah so a lot of people were conf- confused as to what happened and then later other news came out regarding um, kind of alluding to the fact that she may have lied and concocted stories just to smear his name and of course people were angry at that because false allegations are just as dangerous as actual victimizations now a lot of those a lot of clamor for her to not appear as Mera um, in Aquaman 2 but it seems Peter C. Frank is, is adamant to the fact that what happened on Twitter doesn't affect <laughs> what happens in real life, which I think is a funny statement. I feel like whatever happens should be looked into thoroughly 
and um, personally myself i've learned to separate the art from the artist it's the same way how as much as as you know disgraced as kevin space is now i still respect his filmography his film work I, I wouldn't take anything away from seven or usual suspect he doesn't deter or even um uh oh, the, the shit. i'm blanking out the other show house of cards it doesn't take anything away from those movies for me personally but obviously i am not a fan of him as a person anymore so that's all i have to say that's my two cents on the matter then lastly um the trailer for house of gucci dropped this morning i believe or anyway i saw it this morning and really scores about to looks like it's gonna drop us on a banger i think we discussed is this really unique director that a lot of people associate more with the alien or sci-fi franchise but they forget that this guy has done phenomenal work on other forms of genres war dramas like war um, drama like black hawk down you, know, you have that you even have biblical epic like um exodus gods and kings which i actually enjoyed i know it wasn't universally and then we have gladiator the sword and sandal movie that is just the epitome of epicness so i'm really excited to see what it does with this the casting is phenomenal i mean you have lady gaga who was surprised who has surprisingly shown a lot of range as an, as an actress just as she, she's this chameleon that has excelled in the music industry and is also showing that kind of um same amount of of, of style and, and skill in the acting industry as well you have adam driver who i think is a phenomenal actor he's just one of those actors that Disappears into a role and kills it. And you still have Jared Leto, oh my goodness, who is just unrecognizable as Paolo Gucci. Because for those that are not familiar, House of Gucci talks on this is a real life, true life story, or inspired by true life story of a character, um, Lady Gaga's character, um, Patricia, who orchestrated the death of her husband, um, who was kind of the heir to the Gucci empire. So we have Al Pacino, which I mean, it's always good to see Al Pacino. He's the Godfather. He's a legend. Um, it was really I actually enjoyed his performance in Hunters, the Amazon TV series, and then we have Jeremy Irons and Sam Hayek, phenomenal actors and actresses in their own right as well. I love this, the cast and the fact that really Scott's behind the camera really gives me um, confidence that the project is going to be at least intriguing and interesting to watch. So I'm looking forward to that. What do you guys think about the? house of gucci movie the trailer coming the trailer that came out um are you a fan of it um what do you think of jared leto's transformation i mean dude is unrecognizable i think the last time i saw him that unrecognizable was probably in um that this movie is it chapter 27 where he plays the guy the guy that killed um or shot and killed john lennon that was i mean ridiculous so it was interesting to see so let me guys know let me know what you guys think and as always guys stay safe and stay tuned